Section 5 of The Fable of the Bees by Bernard Mandeville. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Line 55. These we called knaves, but bar the name, the grave industrious were the same. This, I confess, is but a very indifferent compliment to all the trading part of the people. But if the word knave may be understood in its full latitude, and comprehended everybody that is not sincerely honest, and does to others what he would dislike to have done to himself, I do not question but I shall make good the charge. To pass by the innumerable artifices by which buyers and sellers outwit one another that are daily allowed of and practiced among the fairest of dealers, show me the tradesman that has always discovered the defects of his goods to those that cheapened them. Nay, where will you find one that has not at one time or other industriously concealed them to the detriment of the buyer? Where is the merchant that has never, against his conscience, extolled his wares beyond their worth, to make them go off the better? Decio, a man of great figure, that had large commissions for sugar from several parts beyond the sea, treats about a considerable parcel of that commodity with Alcander, an eminent West India merchant, both understood the market very well, but could not agree. Decio was a man of substance, and thought nobody ought to buy cheaper than himself. Alcander was the same, and not wanting money, stood for his price. While they were driving their bargain at a tavern near the exchange, Alcander's man brought his master a letter from the West Indies that informed him of a much greater quantity of sugars coming for England than was expected. Alcander now wished for nothing more than to sell at Decio's price, before the news was public, but being a cunning fox, that he might not seem too precipitant, nor yet lose his customer, he drops the discourse they were upon, and, putting on a jovial humor, commends the agreeableness of the weather, from whence, falling upon the delight he took in his gardens, invites Decio to go along with him to his country house that was not above twelve miles from London. It was the month of May, and, as it happened, upon a Saturday in the afternoon, Decio, who was a single man, and would have no business in town before Tuesday, accepts of the other's civility, and away they go in Alcander's coach. Decio was splendidly entertained that night and the day following. The Monday morning, to get himself an appetite, he goes to take the air upon a pad of Alcander's, and coming back meets with a gentleman of his acquaintance, who tells him news was come the night before that the Barbados fleet was destroyed by a storm and adds that before he came out it had been confirmed at Lloyd's coffee-house, where it was thought sugars would rise twenty-five per cent by change-time. Decio returns to his friend, and immediately resumes a discourse they had broke off at the tavern. Alcander, who, thinking himself sure of his chap, did not design to have moved it till after dinner, was very glad to see himself so happily prevented. But how desirous soever he was to sell, the other was yet more eager to buy." yet both of them afraid of one another, for a considerable time counterfeited all the indifference imaginable, until at last Decio fired with what he had heard, thought delays might prove dangerous, and throwing a guinea upon the table, struck the bargain at Elcander's price. The next day they went to London, the news proved true, and Decio got five hundred pounds by his sugars. Elcander, whilst he had strove to overreach the other, was paid in his own coin, yet all this is called fair dealing." but I am sure neither of them would have desired to be done by, as they did to each other. End of section 5